Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books. It is Wednesday, July 21st. My name is Chris, and I am joined by my co-host and younger brother, Daniel. Howdy, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Hope you guys are doing super. Uh, welcome, everyone, again. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, you know what? I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, All right. this, this is episode 149. Oh, wow. So next so, episode, uh, we're 150. I think you have. You better plan something because I'm not planning it. <laughs> <laughs> we're a century and a half. Yep, we're almost there. <laughs> wow, is that a real benchmark? Is that a is that an anniversary thing? Well, I didn't think we'd make it this far. So yeah. <laughs> every episode now is just like, oh man, how old are we? How old are we? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what fifty? Like, what kind of things we could do with one fifty? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, a list episode. I only kind of realized it like today. Oh, that, really? <laughs> that close? I'm like, should we do anything? Nah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're counting your fingers. Like, uh, I think we're at one fifty. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember half the episodes, half the comic books we've done, so. No, sometimes I suggest us do a, a comic and then realize we've already done it. <laughs> I thought I just read it before the podcast, but no, we've already done an episode on it. Maybe I'll go listen to it again. <laughs> yeah, uh, we've done 150 episodes, or going to. We, I mean, technically, if you count, like, the bonus stuff we do sometimes, okay. we're, we're, we're plenty past 150. And the recap, too? The re- yeah, the recap, and... Um, and then whenever we repost an episode for a week, I, I count that as an episode. Cause oh, really? Okay. Maybe. Uh, we've only had like a handful of those. It could be a, like below 100 for all we know. <laughs> this is only episode two. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to our brand new podcast. Uh, how, how are you doing up there? I'm sure it's pretty warm now. It's pretty hot. You got the AC blasting right now. Uh, it's kind of pretty much constantly on. We've had a couple yeah. on and off power outages because I know Ooh. everyone else has their ac on because it gets that hot mm-hmm. here um but you guys don't even have ac this is it like boiling over no. there it's not as hot there but we don't have ac so it's kind of like catch 22 feels really warm um yesterday i spent majority of the day rearranging my room oh that's so I, I got new furniture uh-huh. and I, man i was sweating it sweating was, bullets it was tough <laughs> yeah i uh because i had um this is like the most common comic book record shelf. It's the Ikea Kallax. It's like a, a two by four square shelf that everyone has, right? Totally, yeah. Yeah, so it's like eight squares. Uh, this is where I keep all my short boxes for my comics. And I had it on the ground long ways, right? Uh, almost as like a like a, a table. Yeah, yeah, like a little uh, tabletop standing table, right? Right. But I needed uh, more space floor space mm-hmm. so i i took everything out and i flipped it on its side so it's more like a shelf now vertical actual bookshelf and then, uh, yeah and i put my box short boxes back in there and just that i was like oh, God, this is too hot i'm <laughs> dying already I'm over it. <laughs> yeah. okay this is a bad idea <laughs> So yeah, I was just uh, rearranging my room. It's not even a lot of stuff, but um, yeah, I was, I was exhausted. You know, I like that uh, bookshelf you have, the one you're talking about. And I mm-hmm. was uh, exploring online for one, and I was trying to cheap out a bit and looked at the Walmart one. Did not look at the measurements. Turns out it's too small, and my short boxes do not fit inside. Why but did uh, you get it? I don't know why. I I still use it now for like you know my other things, other nicks and knacks that I put in there. Um, but the point is the short boxes, right? That's what you wanted. Yeah. So I just put them on top and now it's like actually a standing desk. So I, I use it sometimes uh, for like put my computer on top and as a standing desk. It's kind of nice. Kind of kind of a bummer, but also kind of nice. Okay. Well, mine fix, fits my short boxes, so they're not all over the place anymore. Nice, nice. I, I've been, We've talked about this a long time ago, like when we first started the podcast that I've been in the market for a, a perfect comic book cabinet. Still have not <laughs> found it. In fact, I found I bought one that totally does not work. <laughs> you know what the perfect comic book cabinet is? Is uh, we went to Disneyland. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what are you doing? And they sell comic books there at like the Marvel shops. Oh, yeah. And I really like the display of the comics that, that is holding them. And I want to buy that. I don't want to buy the comics as they have them. I don't want to buy any of the merchandise there. I want to buy like the display case that they have. <laughs> I know you're talking about. I'm like, you want the case, the container? We're here to buy merch, dude. Because <laughs> it shows the comic and then it has a, you could fit a bunch of comics inside of it too. So it's like, this is perfect. I can see what's in each box without having to open it. How full but, is like, it and everything like that. Yeah. Okay. Continue. I wanted to go up to the to the store person and be like how much for the display case <laughs> <laughs> we have to bring that on the plane back home come yeah. on <laughs> 
All right. Uh, well, that's all I did yesterday. Um, why don't you explain to them how the show works before we get too sweaty? All right. Uh, let's go into comic book news. That is where we talk about all the just anything that has to do with comics that came up in the news this week. In the middle, we'll talk about a comic book, and this time we're going to do, be doing uh, GI Joe Snake Eyes, or you know, the new movie coming out. And then we'll finish up with our side stories where we talk about what we've been watching, reading, whatever is our entertainment for the week. All right. Well, let's get into the comic book news. A couple of weeks ago, they unleashed a teaser trailer for Titans, the third season. Yeah. Coming to HBO. They just released the official like full trailer, so we get a little bit more idea of what's going on for this season. Yeah, it's you know building up the framework where uh, Dick Grayson was kind of uh, tossed into the woods by Batman, so he's kind of a bad father, right? And we don't know sure. how that's going to go on with Jason Todd and... It spells out Jason Todd's going to probably be killed off by by the Joker mm-hmm. if, we, if we get into that. Um, but there's other tidbits that we get into this trailer, too. We got Barbara Gordon there in the wheelchair, right? Yeah, she's now Commissioner Gordon. All right, so we're farther down the road. She's supposedly no longer Batgirl, right? I think kind of taking yeah. the, the cow down and is just Commissioner. And then we also get... Uh, there's a quick little scene where we get a Tim Drake in the, the, the shot. And um, they're saying this guy maybe knew Jason Todd. He looks really concerned as he watches the news about him. So Oh, we see Tim Drake? I didn't know he was in this. Yeah, Tim Drake is in this. Like a quick shot. Oh, cool. That is the exact same actor as the Tim Drake supposedly in the Batman movie that's coming up. What? Yeah. So, like... Wait, the Batman with... Robert Pattinson? Yeah, the same actor. He's gonna he's gonna have a Robin? I don't know if it's a Robin, but it you know, people are saying that might be Tim Drake, the one that had like the skull painting in the background and looked concerned in the trailer. Uh okay. Yeah. yeah. I I that flew past me. I didn't see that. Yeah, cool, so though. People are saying this is a Tim Drake in both universes, which is kind of weird, even though the timeline definitely does not line up, but maybe Easter egg mm, or whatever. Um, sure. But I, did, I like enhance. I was like, is this the same guy? And it just, <laughs> I just went to his IMDb. It's like, yeah, the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's interesting. I I know uh, in the Titans universe, they really portray Bruce Wayne Batman as like just like this asshole, almost like evil guy. Yeah, they paint him that way when they talk about him. At least, definitely uh, Dick Grayson, but also like when we see him on screen, he's kind of likable, which is so weird. It's like in flashbacks, he's awful, but on screen, he's like regretful for what he's done. Right. Right. Yeah. I think he's just like kind of realizing now that he's destroyed the lives of all his Robins. <laughs> that too. Yeah. Maybe a Batgirl or two. Uh, yeah. So I think this season is really centered on the Bat family more now than ever. Yeah, I know. It was already like kind of like a centerpiece last season. Now they're just like straight up in Gotham. And uh, it makes me feel bad for the other characters. Like, me too. It seems like Superboy is just like forgettable in this. Like he's just kind of thrown in there. And um, Beast Boy is just like, are you going to turn into anything ever? <laughs> Uh, Raven was kind of supposed to be the center point, and she barely had any scenes of the trailer. Um, yeah, I think we are going to get a shot with her. Oh yeah, there's a there... shot. Yeah, new look a bit. And she's wearing. It looks like she's wearing armor from whatever race Starfire. Is. Oh, really? Okay. I think we're going to yeah, get Starfire's like sister too. Right. Yeah. So I think Starfire and her her family are one plot and then like jason todd red hood batman and uh dick grayson are like another plot definitely yeah i think i think that's the the whole breakdown at towards the end of the trailer though they bring in uh jonathan crane scarecrow into the the mix so prisoner mm-hmm. at arkham so like how why do we need him is it because of are we gonna get joker in this series too he's kind of everywhere nowadays Considering we know who uh, should take out Jason Todd, like why would we need Scarecrow if he's like you know built around fear and all that? I don't know. Yeah, there's some shots of like, um, well, I- I'm assuming are like nightmares from Sc- Scarecrow's poison. Oh yeah, because like there's a shot where like Bar- I think it's Barbara Gordon, her arm looks like it's like ripping off or something like that. But I think that's uh, scare toxin that uh, Scarecrow probably put on her. Um, so I don't, I don't know why he's probably just like a gimmick in the show. Like last season, Dr. Light was a little bit of just like, just an added villain, but not really important. I think maybe Scarecrow might be similar to that. I'm hoping there's more to him. They build him up a bit and the way they have him like just over his shoulder. He's kind of scary looking a bit. Uh, but who knows? I don't know. What do you think of, uh, Red Hood? 
because they show Red Hood, they show Jason Todd, but they don't show Jason Todd like taking off the mask and it's Red Hood. So you think there's any kind of possible twist where this is not Jason Todd? I think there could be that. Um, he he kind of looked like the same height, if that has any indication that it is Red Hood. But um, mm-hmm. also there's a voice changer. Yeah. It almost sounds like it's too, changed too much to be the original Jason Todd a bit. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It doesn't even sound like him at all. I think that'd be kind of cool if it is just someone else. I don't know who it could be. I wonder if the Red Hood stole like the, the scare toxin and using that to scare the villains, right? To mm, get them yeah, out. Yeah, that'd be of, interesting. Right? Because yeah. they're villains. They're hardcore, right? Maybe you need yeah. to add fear in them to get them out of the picture. There's a scene with Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson where they're like talking to each other and Bruce Wayne says, be a better Batman than me. Yeah. Do you think he, like last season ended with him becoming Nightwing. Does this season end with him becoming Batman? Yeah. He does become Batman at some point in the series, right? Sure. So that'd be kind of cool. I think uh, if he somehow forgives Batman, maybe that's the point of this, forgives him and then he's okay taking up the mantle. I mean, maybe he was always seen to be getting the mantle so eventually that'd be kind of uh-huh. cool um if that's the case then you know him as batman he had a robin so uh, maybe he'll get a robin yeah. himself mm-hmm. maybe it's tim drake yeah that's what i'm thinking i really like hawking dove but they're kind of like seems like they're not uh, gonna be a big part of this season um which i hope it's not true but yeah. i really like their plot and their story in like the first two seasons so i hope they get some good story arc in this season but in the trailer they had like one line each or something like or, or i think like hawk had a line and dove they just showed her she didn't even say anything yeah I hope they're not scootered away that kind of happens on and off in the series the two of them um, mm-hmm. because they're like past titans so uh, there was I liked the flashback stuff when we got the titans with them in it it was really cool yeah um, so I don't know how they can mix that in with this maybe Batgirl was a titan at one point yeah that'd be interesting um, she is in a wheelchair so I wonder if she was ever oracle in this universe but I don't know we'll see this comes out on HBO Max August 12th and Alrighty. also if you want to catch up the first season are now streaming on HBO Max too so you don't need that DC Universe plan whatever if that even still exists no I don't think it does okay good you don't need that anymore get rid of it uh, and you could catch up and watch it on HBO Max totally yeah so that comes out August 12th. August 13th, a movie comes out called Free Guy. Yes, starring Ryan Reynolds, uh, everyone's favorite uh, mutant, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he, he uh, did a kind of like a promotional video for this, the Free Guy movie. Yeah. Where he once again played Deadpool. Mm-hmm. In a fun little reaction video on YouTube, just like reacting to the Free Guy movie. Yeah. And joining him is Korg. Right. From, from uh, Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> And at first you're like, well, this is the first time like a Fox property is joining uh, an MCU character, right? And it kind of is. Yeah, it's kind of a playful way of doing it. You know, it's not too serious. It is Deadpool. So I think it's kind of them poking fun at the property. You know, they're both in the Free Guy movie, obviously. So Mm -hmm. they don't have to pay them extra for this, I guess. It's promotion for the movie. Yeah, Taika Waititi is in Free Guy along with Ryan Reynolds. Um, I think Free Guy was like one of the movies that was like in limbo for a while when disney bought fox because this is like a fox movie right yeah so it kind of got i think it got like delayed along with covid but it got delayed because of the whole purchase so they didn't have a release date so this movie i think it should have came out like two years ago i thought it did like that was a joke in the video (laughs) yeah i thought it did come out and it was just forgettable Uh, yeah Honestly, that was my reaction to seeing the trailer originally. Like, I know, uh, who is this for? <laughs> but are you excited for this this movie? The movie, no. I enjoy the, the reaction video better than probably I'm going to enjoy the movie. Yeah, that's kind of uh, fun. Yeah. Uh, I think what's funny is like um, in the reaction video, we see Deadpool in like his like room or lodge or something. Um, but there's a bunch of Easter eggs in the background. Oh, really? And like right right behind him, I think you can see like the Infinity Gauntlet like thrown in the in like a hamper or something. I was wondering that was that it okay i think you know it's been poking fun at everything yeah so i mean i'm probably not gonna go to theater to watch free guy but i am excited to see how they fold in fox property into the mcu yeah uh, 
How do you think they're gonna handle Deadpool? How he's the guy that's the fourth wall breaker. Does he know? Is he just from another multiverse, another universe, and he's the one that gets saved and jumped into the timeline? Uh, I think I that's think the way to do just, it. I th- well, I think he's the only one that's like transferring over. Yeah, totally. Everyone else will be recast. But I think he's just gonna show up in Deadpool 3, and it's just gonna be like, wink, wink. I, I know I'm from another thing, but I'm here now. Yeah, okay. I could see that. I think that's the whole idea because he's the only one where that works pretty much right the Zack Morris powers yeah. that he has mm-hmm. are you excited for a Deadpool 3 do you want a Deadpool 3 that is in the MCU and like I know we got to see him interact with Korg like what kind of MCU character do you want to see him interact with in the future classically people say they like him with Spider-Man be- maybe because sure. they look alike or because classically they both have quips of their own so that'd be kind of fun. Um, him and Tom Holland, I think that'd be kind of funny because he's like the the young guy that doesn't know what's going on, and then Deadpool literally knows everything that's going on because he can break the fourth wall and all that. I think that'd be that'd be funny. Deadpool and his like R ratedness. Oh, okay, that too. Versus Tom Holland Spider Man, it seems a little extreme, but it could work. Uh, what do you want to see? Do you see him uh, folding into the mutants and how they introduce that, or would that put a bad taste in your mouth? I want him to still be a mutant. And- and I want him to like reference mutants and all that stuff, but I don't want him to be like the gateway for X Men to be in the MCU. Like, I want X Men to kind of like have their own origin in it, have their own story told. But like, I think Deadpool three is gonna happen before we get any other mutant story. So I I just hope they kind of like make fun of it, but not really like, hey, this is how it's gonna happen. He's literally the first mutant in the MCU. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe they could work in Korg somehow and for some reason work him into how to introduce him to the MCU. I think Korg sure. is not doing much up uh, over Asgard I, is. I'd like to see him with like Rocket and see how they interact. Okay, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Just because they're, they're, they're two like fun eccentric characters. Mm-hmm. But in the end, like this is just a big promo for a free guy and uh, I, uh, I'm not sold on the movie so I don't think I'm going to watch. <laughs> yeah, it struck me as like a... A Lego movie mixed with Truman Show, like those two <laughs> sure, things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, are they gonna Tron Legacy it, and he gets out and becomes like alive in the real world? Oh, he's like a video game character. Yeah, maybe Deadpool is a comic book in the MCU, and then he gets pulled out. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I'd say check out the reaction trailer. It's on YouTube, but uh, uh, do what you will with Free Guy. Yeah, I cannot recommend it. I haven't seen it. Just quick uh, promotion for them. I don't. I don't know if I'm feeling it. Uh, speaking of fourth wall breaking, yeah, I heard a rumor that She-Hulk in the show will be fourth wall breaking. Yeah, that's a classic thing in her comic book, right? Yeah, so she might be doing that in the show where she knows she is a Marvel character in a Marvel show. Oh wow! So sh- she's gonna do that. Wow, I didn't think of that specifically. I thought so. You thought just like Zach Morris talking to the camera, but not knowing it's a show, like yeah. not knowing it's a that that level of meta. Yeah, like she knows Kevin Feige is her boss and everything. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't think that level of knowing everything. Yeah. Like she gets the credit I, and all I, that. I don't know. It's just a rumor. I think it'd be cool if she is fourth wall breaking. It'd be kind of like um, I don't know if like uh, the shows in the vein of like Crazy Ex Girlfriend or huh. or even like what's this called Felicity like those female lead shows like uh, I think that's what they're going for in like a in a mix with like the Hulk like She Hulk right okay I, I've never seen uh, I think I've seen maybe a few episodes of the the Girlfriend show but I've never seen Felicity it's like an old nineties thing yep okay uh, you're you're gonna love it. <laughs> Uh, also announced this week that The Good Place's Jamila Jamil, she was in that show The Good Place, she's going to be in She-Hulk. Yeah, she had on her Twitter a little video saying, I can't believe we get to do this, but... And then it's like a little fight sequence, like training video of her uh, as she's like explaining she's going to be in She-Hulk. Yes, and I think she's actually going to be playing the main villain of She-Hulk, uh, Titania. I don't know too much about that character. She's just like a really strong kind of built woman. I think she just has like super strength, similar to she-Hulk but I don't know if she, she doesn't turn green or anything like that but um, I, I'm excited to see the show I like the character of She-Hulk and uh, it's totally different than The Hulk right? Yeah. And I think they might be going for uh, sitcom-y style not necessarily like just laughs but like you know in the style of like we know this is kind of like a silly situation where she's just big green monster in a courtroom <laughs> I think you're, you're 100% right because I think that's what the uh, 
comic books were really alike. I think the mm-hmm. who did those comics was it Peter David. I'm not sure, but whoever did those comics, it's really kind of a comedy for that. And uh, right. like with the fourth wall breaking stuff, like the the cover is her with her own comic book saying like, okay, you guys better buy this comic this time, or else I'm never gonna get it. <laughs> you know, it's like a fourth wall breaking in that way. So I, I think it really is comedy throughout. Yeah, uh, she was in the Howard the Duck comic that you did. Yeah, that was a little bit of appearance there, kind of a, a mix with uh, her. She's like a regular lawyer, right? So I think that's her position, right. and mixed in with maybe the uh, street level heroes like Daredevil. They're, mm-hmm. they're mentioning maybe Charlie Cox is gonna be in the series. Do you th- believe that? I, I don't believe that, and uh, it just seems like people want something, so they'll somehow draw a line to connect it any way possible no matter how thin the line and it's just because they both are lawyers in the comics it's like he's gonna be in the show guarantee it's like (laughs) come on dude just it's like you they want something so bad that they'll just write anything i think it's gonna happen i I honestly think it's (laughs) (laughs) you're you're one of them (laughs) i think uh i think they have some interactions in the comics here and there and i think i don't think it's gonna be the whole show i think it's like a little easter egg what about the rumor that Charlie Cox, Daredevil, appears in the next Spider-Man movie? That's a strong rumor going around. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'll say that's more likely to Really? Me. Yeah. That's more likely? Yeah. With them bringing in Deadpool, right, with that mess, it's already kind of a mess with that. Why can't they put in the properties that were theirs in Netflix and just put them in the MCU? It works out. Now's the time to do it. Not, not everybody likes those. <laughs> <laughs> it's Daredevil. Daredevil was the best one of those, for sure. And Charlie Cox did a great job. Of course, yeah. But if you get if you take Daredevil, if you take Daredevil, you take Iron Fist. Yeah, people people don't like Iron Fist, and you like Iron Fist. I, I was okay with Iron Fist. Yeah, could it be better? Of course, but um, I don't think I don't think season two is as bad as people say. Okay, <laughs> season one was. <laughs> it was. It was. There's a lot of different things that we can introduce him with. Uh, Shang Chi. They mentioned that already. That possible uh, way to introduce sure. him again. But I think they're going to recast maybe the other two i can see that happening hmm. or just not have them <laughs> so funny uh what about punisher punisher there you go. Oh, i think he's kind of done with that just because he's done three seasons or two seasons for that he did two but he was also a huge part of season two of daredevil so that's, that's right. why we got a lot of him man that was the best iteration of him for sure right we've had like that's the third try we've yeah. had that was so good fourth really and we're not scared of no. r anymore we have deadpool i don't yeah i guess oh man i really like john bernthal's punisher but uh in my head i fan cast him as wolverine so uh we can't do it. <laughs> it's too on point. It does not work because it's too. Everyone wants it's it too, too much. Too on point. <laughs> Come on. I, I drew a line to connect it, so it's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I just, Chris said so. All right. <laughs> Yeah, those shows are really good. Um, I especially like all the costume design and special effects and like just like the whole design of those shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're like really good. Almost like to the level of like Mandalorian good. Wow. You drew a line to that transition <laughs> for our next story in the comic news. Okay, let's hear it. Yeah, this is just a segue. I don't really think it's that good. Uh, Mandalorian. <laughs> Mandalorian is in the lead for most Emmy nominations this year with 24. And then WandaVision is right behind with 23. So these like genre sci-fi shows are like paving the way for the Emmys this year. They, they deserve it, right? I mean, they're that good. Uh, Disney Plus is doing it right with these. They have yeah, stakes man. and emotions behind their helmets and robot faces and witch clothes right Mm -hmm. it took so long for netflix to become what it is now yeah to be like the place to go and like when they started making originals it took a while for it to be like hey these are worthy of recognition they're not just like you know tv movies or whatever but disney plus like just came out right away like we're making our own content that is must see yeah i think they knew the production side of things for a long time now with just movies and sure i guess they have channels already right uh, i don't think netflix did so there's that yeah, that's right um but i think the streaming wars 
Is it winning? Is it number one right now at Disney Plus? Uh, winning? It has less content, like less content I want to watch. It has a lot of great content, but as far as like- Quality, yeah. Quality is there. Quantity is still Netflix, right? There it is. Yeah. It Also, HBO yeah. Max came out with it with a lot of stuff because it has yeah. all that other, like a lot of different platforms. I'm saying number one is still for me, Peacock. Because <laughs> they've got the number the one. Office. Yeah. <laughs> You're not even paying for it, right? It's still on free mode. No, I'm watching the free version. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, also nominated. Actually, Mandalorian is tied for the most with 24. Oh. You know what other show got 24 nominations? What was it again? The Crown on Netflix. Our- <laughs> I've not watched the latest seasons, or I don't, I don't think I'm in the correct generation yet, so I don't know if I'd like it. I mean, I don't know what to judge it on. How about you? I like the early seasons, but now that they're catching up to a little bit more modern time, I am i don't watch it anymore. I try to watch it because I was like, oh, I'm interested in the Princess Diana portion of it, but then it still was not as good. I definitely like the early seasons where it was just about her being queen, and like it was because it was like flashbacks of her when she was young and about her dad right yeah and then about her uncle who kind of like burdened them with being the new royal family like being in charge because he was supposed to be the king and then he quit right and gave it to his younger brother which meant like his kids would have to now have that responsibility which when they never intended to so like that is cool but they have to keep going and do they i lost some of that interest (laughs) i guess they they have to um what what was impressive about it is it's the royal family and they'll make they make some characters like they show them not in the best light and that's i thought that was like wow they're really going in for it um is that what they're doing with um who's the one that princess diana is married to uh prince charles yeah i've seen clips and it seems like they don't show him in the best light is that how they're showing the next generation i i think they they show all of them at the worst because that's what's interesting yeah because they're kings and queens (laughs) yes uh they they gotta put drama in the show right yeah. it's a show they gotta get controversy controversy is <laughs> is what they say the controversy um, yeah they have to get a lot of aluminium <laughs> <laughs> they spell color with a u it's so weird <laughs> Uh yeah, so of course they're gonna put some stuff that maybe is not a hundred percent accurate just to give it drama. Oh, because I I heard like yeah some of the stuff is like the actual historical events are true, but like maybe the way they go around it is not a hundred percent true. Oh, so all right, I get it. It's a show. Uh, it's competing with fiction. So <laughs> <laughs> in my mind, it was like way more tame than they showed it because they're it's a royal family. We really don't want to offend them, so we're gonna be tamed mm. about showing the show but i guess uh no who cares it's uh, (laughs) this is america (laughs) um but yes another show that got a lot of emmy noms is uh lovecraft country yeah i really like that show jonathan majors kang himself is in that it was uh you know explaining the racism of the time with some uh, sci-fi elements to it that were really fun um, and then like they can't they canceled it. Did you hear that? Yeah, they're not gonna have a second season. Um, I'm glad I didn't watch it because <sighs> now I know I don't have to really invest into it. Some of the like monsters in it were like really cool. Like, oh man, dang it! The people you mean? Okay, the racist people. The racist people yes, the racist people. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> Yeah, I, I never seen it, so I might not get into it. All right, all right. Uh, so a lot of different things on the Emmys. I'm loving this genre stuff is moving to the top, moving to the top. One thing I found funny was, did you know that Don Cheadle got a nomination for Outstanding Guest Actor for Falcon and Winter <laughs> <Yeah>. Soldier? <laughs> he was on screen for like three minutes. <laughs> Seriously, like... You're here, we get it. Like, there's a relationship between you and uh, a Falcon, right? And yeah. he's a, a military guy. That makes sense. But it's like two scenes. How are you going to get a nomination? Somewhere, Terrence Howard is like, come on. <laughs> oh, my God. I got, I got a nomination for an afternoon of work. Like, <laughs> uh, Yeah, I don't. Is that just because they want to hang out with Don Cheadle? I don't know. I thought, like, that's a Golden Globes thing to do, not the Emmys. 
Uh, I guess so. But yeah, I, I don't know what that's about. That seems kind of ridiculous. He doesn't even get it, I think. Like, he's like, what? Uh, mm-hmm. I thought also it was like just a transition for them to get into the Armor Wars TV show. Like, that's kind of all they built him up for. Don't forget about Don Cheadle. Um, I believe in um, Best Leading Actress in a Limited Series, uh, I believe they have Elizabeth Olsen for WandaVision. Okay. But they also have Anna Taylor-Joy, Queen's Gambit. Who are you going to vote for? Dang. I think we're going to pick Anya. I really like that show. Uh, Yeah, I guess she was a bigger part of the show and like did more with the character. Yeah. The CG was better with the CG chess pieces. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Yeah, it's official. X-Men, Queen's Gambit. (laughs) Uh, if you want to look up the Emmy nominations, I'm sure you can find it online. There's plenty more. We can't go through all of them. But, I mean, 23 nominations for WandaVision, 24 for Mandalorian. That, that's crazy. They're it really shows like uh, these sci-fi shows are really what people want to see nowadays. Yeah. Uh, for a long time, these award shows kind of veered away from genre stuff. I'm wondering if the Oscars are going to make that change because I know for a long time they're like hesitant to give it out to any superhero movies or uh, maybe even horror or whatever. Yeah, mm. Black Panther I think was nominated, but uh, for Best Picture I think, but I don't think won. And then like Heath was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. He won. Yeah, he won. But I mean, like of course you had to give it to him. I yeah. think. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, I guess Loki did not make it on time. That's probably going to be for next year. Yeah, I was I was looking out for that. I think it just yeah, the, it was just weak. So makes sense. It's not on the list. Yeah. All right. Well, that is it for the comic book news, guys. Uh, if you can, please don't forget to subscribe to the reader copy podcast we're on all major podcast platforms definitely and find us on all the social media we're at the reader copy podcast you can find us on instagram facebook twitter etc 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 myspace (laughs) (laughs) no don't do that we don't have a myspace um all right let's get into the comic book this week Uh, it's for the movie coming out let's talk about snake eyes Movies are back, Daniel. They are. I've gone to the theater twice now since COVID. I watched Fast and Furious. Yeah. Was, Greatest comedy. That, th- <laughs> that happened. Uh, I watched Black Widow in the theater. I had a good time with it. Yeah. And uh, I think I'm going to go watch Snake Eyes when that comes out. Really? Yeah. Snake Eyes is a movie starring Nicolas Cage where he plays a detective and he's going to a boxing event. And then there's an assassination that happens during the boxing event, and he has to solve it. That sounds pretty good, actually. <laughs> what? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's just another movie called Snake Eyes? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> and how is that related to G.I. Joe? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, no, the, the G.I. Joe franchise movie is, re- I, I guess you'd say it's rebooting, right? Yeah, please. Yeah, the first two are not watchable. Uh, <laughs> right, Yes. Rough ones, really. Yeah. You're not interested in this Snake Eyes movie? I, I think I'm going to go watch it. I'm I'm hesitant. I'm going to wait for reviews. I'll you know I'll wait for your review because I'm thinking, burn me twice, third time. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, here's my review of it. It's, it's pretty good. That's what I'm guessing, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than the other two, so I'll give you that. It's got to be. Yeah, so I thought, hey, why not do a comic book for the for the movie? So we're doing G.I. Joe. Uh, it's called Snake Eyes Silent Interlude. And this is a very special comic book. Yeah, pretty quick read. Yeah, so we're only doing, well, technically two issues. So I'll, I'll, I'll say it like this. Silent Interlude was published by Marvel Comics in 1984. And it is issue number 21 of the G.I. Joe comic line, right? Oh, okay. And Marvel had the rights to this. It is is by creator Larry Hama. Um, he is the artist for the book. There is no writer for the book. <laughs> uh, right, there right. Is no, there is no writer for the book because there's no words in the book. <laughs> <laughs> no dialogue at all, right? If you know the character Snake Eyes, he doesn't talk. That's right. He, he's just a mute, I believe. Yeah. So I think in the story, he gets his throat slashed. Oh. So that's why he can't speak. Okay. But that's not, I guess, in the movie that that hasn't happened yet. Because he is just, he is talking a lot talk, in talk, the talk. movie. Yeah. <laughs> in the trailer. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, 1984 issue number 21 of Marvel's G.I. Joe run was called Silent Interlude and it is considered a silent comic. There's no, there's no text bubbles. There's no narrative boxes in the whole comic book issue. Right. There is, you know, the title and everything, but there's not even like words to say, oh, we're here now at this location. There's not even that. Yeah. There's not even like a pow kablam or anything. Sure. Like that, right? Yeah. Just imagine. Um, so that came out in 1984. The actual, the actual story we're doing today is actually the 30th anniversary, like republish of that issue. Okay. All right. Like a read, read. I think it has a recoloring too, because yeah, from what I've yeah, heard, maybe. there was some mistakes in the first one, like in coloring. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, so this 30th anniversary one is actually published by IDW. Oh, okay. I hear you. Yeah. A redo. So okay. what they did, what they did was they got Larry Hama back to work on this and do a couple more issues of their G.I. Joe run and then eventually I think what they did was they just continued off of where Marvel ended. Okay. I can imagine that. All right. So they just continued on. Why not? So yeah, I think that's kind of interesting that one publisher would just take over where another publisher left off like 30 years ago. If it's allowed, I mean, why not? I'm curious, does whoever yeah. owns G.I. Joe get the right to the story? It's just Marvel's the one writing the story at first? I, I, they, had, they had the license with Hasbro to do the comics in the 80s and now IDW has that license so they're doing it. Cool. Okay. They still got Larry Hama to come back for the 30th anniversary and do more work to this book issue and then uh, also included is another issue but this is from the IDW run after this which is called uh, I think it's called like G.I. Joe Origins and this one is for Snake Eyes. Yes, just another so, one in the story. Yeah. Also no words. <laughs> <laughs> Return to that, that thing. Okay, I love that. Yeah, it's kind of like an that, that issue is almost like an homage to the original uh, Silent Interlude, which is the title of this the book we're doing. Yes. But I believe it's the same quote-unquote writer. Okay, yeah. I think he's accredited as artist and storyboard. Right, right. So there's no writer credit in the whole issue because what are you going to write? <laughs> He's, I think he's the writer for the you know issues around this. You just can't call him the writer for this one specifically. Yeah. Um, Larry Hama, a couple of cool things about him. He wrote for Wolverine, Elektra. Do you know the character Bucky O'Hare? Yeah. Is that like a Rocket Raccoon adjacent character or no? Or is that a... It's like a space rabbit character. Is that from uh, Is that from Star Fox? What is that? It's similar, but I don't okay. think it's like... It's a Marvel. I think it's a Marvel thing. Okay. But uh, he co-created that character oh okay okay gotcha yeah um uh, larry hama is not just a comic writer and artist he's also an actor and a musician and he's always been in the entertainment field since he was working uh he had a small role on the show mash mash really wow <laughs> yeah a while back and uh get this he was also on saturday night live <laughs> <laughs> what like was he like a cast member of featuring? I don't know. I don't know what he was doing because he's also a musician. So I don't know if he was in oh. the band or whatever. I don't know. But this guy's an all around nonstop creator. So Renaissance man. Uh, yeah. Definitely known for working on the G.I. Joe comics. Like that's his thing. But he was also on SNL. He's a triple threat. <laughs> he's a musician. He's an actor. He's a G.I. Joe comic writer. <laughs> <laughs> you never get those three no, things together. No. <laughs> One of a kind. So this issue, number 21, is also the debut issue for a very cool character. In, this is his debut in the comics. He's been around in the show oh. and the toys and stuff. Mm -hmm. But first time he appears in the comics, my actual favorite G.I. Joe character, Storm Shadow. Storm Shadow. Right. He's kind of like the uh, the enemy version of Snake Eyes. Yeah. And it, the book actually starts off with him. And you know it's G.I. Joe because Storm Shadow is riding in to like this Cobra Temple base. Citadel. And he's flying in unlike a backpack jet with wings this glider it's almost like a whole jet on his back but he's also carrying around a prisoner wrapped up in uh, like some type of tarp or whatever tied up uh, he flies into like it looks like Temple of Doom yeah because the whole Cobra and their army are just like waiting Cobra. in like the main hall <laughs> Cobra Commander is, is like in the front there and Storm Shadow flies in. He lands. Uh, he uses his katana to slice open the the wrappings of his prisoner, and it's revealed that it is GI Joe Scarlet. GI Joe Scarlet. Okay, now she is a woman with red hair. I think that's her whole character. I don't know that much about her. They, they, we don't really get it from the dialogue of this comic, but uh, yeah, she is in the new movie, right? Coming out. Yeah, I, I, her and Snake Eyes have like a thing. Uh -huh. They're like cool, cool. There's, yeah, there's a history there. Intimate moment. Okay. And this is almost like Storm Shadow presenting a prize 
to Cobra Commander because Cobra Commander is like, whoa, like you caught a GI Joe and you're bringing it to me, like, and the way like Storm Shadow is like, this is my gift to you, so that way I can be in Cobra. <laughs> oh, okay, he's trying to get get indoctrinated himself. I see. Okay, and Cobra is yeah. really excited. He um, orders the guards to put Scarlet in uh, the basement cellar. They do that. Um, we see a big like military plane coming, right? Like one of those cargo planes. Yeah. And this is straight off Mission Impossible because the guy jumps out and he's all covered up. And we see that this is Snake Eyes. Uh, the classic black ninja costume and those like Kanye West <laughs> glasses over his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> as he um goes up parachuting down on the top of this castle citadel thing with a also like a small submachine gun around his back we see the prison that scarlet is in now and it's like it's like this dome thing where they dropped her in from the top of the dome and she lands on like this small platform and that little platform that's probably like three by three circle is surrounded by like water and then she's like chained to the middle of the platform like her handcuffs are chained to the floor no way to escape pretty much yeah um storm shadow's there in front of her and he's almost like playing with her like he's petting her hair and stuff and this pisses her off so she like bites his finger and and this infuriates storm shadow he's about to like pull out his katana and kill her uh-huh. but then his discipline his ninja discipline kicks in and he's like no like i got this this is a present for cobra commander i can't kill her so yeah he puts his katana back and he he literally just jumps out <laughs> like 10 feet <laughs> <laughs> out of the the dome prison ninjas are you kidding me <laughs> uh, but again scarlet is left down there in the dark meanwhile uh, in another room at this castle we see deathstro i believe and yeah he's cool this is a dude with a silver face like a bald guy with a silver face and i think silver skin all around if i'm correct uh i've never seen him without a shirt so i'm assuming just yes he is just all silver okay and the computer on the screen says there's intrusion coming up but success has a probability of 0.00018 so is an intruder yeah, but like, don't worry about it this is like almost impossible for them to like infiltrate right yes uh Destro is kind of like the second in command i was wondering about that yeah but like also like just out for himself okay that happens a lot i guess in <laughs> in uh was it 80s cartoon toys <laughs> 80s toy cartoons the second command is always the most untrustworthy right, right absolutely because i remember in the was it the first movie he's the main bad guy right yeah because it was almost like an origin story for cobra commander he wasn't there yet okay so confusing and it was joseph yeah <laughs> what was that he's cobra commander um so it w- defying impossible odds snake eyes parachutes into the cobra base we see scarlet now back in the cellar she's trying to free herself she finds a hairpin in her hair and uses that to pick the lock at her shackles now she has her hairpin in her teeth and she's trying to like unlock it with her teeth and the hairpin why not just use your other hand to unlock it, it doesn't make any sense <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think this is why she bit Storm Shadow because he was like petting her hair and she didn't want him to discover the hair pit. Oh, that's smart. Wow. Okay. Yeah. See, you don't need words to show story. Depth. (laughs) Intelligence. Wow. Okay. Snake Eyes is like Rapunzeling down the, the the base, and he's like taking out all the guards. Like he's he's like full on ninjing everybody. Destro is has these all machinations in his little base, there, his little office, and he has these tiny chess pieces that look like GI Joe and Cobra Commander characters, and he's playing them across this like chessboard like they're toys, and he's just looking at them, studying them. Yeah, Cobra Commander, who is in charge, is he's just out for like world domination, but. Deathstroke's like the real like thinker. Uh oh. Like I'm scheming. Uh that's why he has like a chessboard of GH characters. Imagine all the time it took to paint and everything. Like that's kind of hard work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and he realizes like the piece here that is not on play yet but it will be my winning piece is Baroness and she's like the evil female character okay what, just the one of those uh, yeah. she appears in the movie too I know that don't know yes. much about her myself um, Storm Shadow now is gonna check up on Scarlet he opens the, like, the top of the dome to look down and Scarlet uses her chains that she was wrapped up in to like wrap around the neck of Storm Shadow and, like pull him down into the prison this totally surprises storm shadow like catches him off guard and he goes barreling down into the hole into the cellar 
um, as Scarlet escapes, Storm Shadow just manages to grab her ankle, but then Scarlet tosses the lid of the cellar straight onto his head. Meanwhile, back at the top of the base, Snake Eyes is like taking out all the guards, right? Um, more guards show up, so he has to like act quickly. Like he throws his dagger and stabs one of them, and at the same like movement, is able to like knock out the other guard. And then uh, a guard is like running after him, so he has to like quickly grab his gun that he rested on like the ledge. Yeah. <laughs> But he doesn't have time, so the guard grabs him by the neck, and he's, like, choking Snake Eyes. Oh, so he has to, like, flip him over, and he flips him over, like, the edge of the balcony, but his gun, like, falls with it. So now Snake Eyes has to, like, infiltrate and save Scarlet without his machine gun. So it's really just ninja moves now. Good luck. Uh, as that guy falling off the side of the building passes through the window, Destro notices something's going on up above. So he calls up his own guards and grabs his little space pistol that he's got. I don't know. And uh, all his guards run up to the top of this tower. They reach the top and they see one of the Cobra guards and he's like on the ground. And he's like pointing like, he went that way. Go after him, right? And so they all turn and then they follow where he's pointing. Turns out that guard was Snake Eyes. What? He like switched costumes real quick just to like distract them and the guard that the clothes that he stole he's like hanging <laughs> on a rope by his feet over the edge of the building wow real ninja moves there <laughs> again uh storm shadow he feels embarrassed that he got taken out by scarlet so he calls up some help from uh three ninjas that happen to be lurking at the base they're hanging upside down in a dark room in the the cobra base they're all dressed in red and he does this ninja hand signal to uh ask for the help this is a very naruto thing to do i gotta say hand signals are all hand signal all over naruto is hand signals that's how you conjure up your power i don't think that's what he's doing here he's just saying help (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah so he's got like three new ninja backups one has like a sword one has like the the sides like the Raphael ninja turtles things yeah and then one guy has like a sickle almost uh-huh. hand sickle w- with like a mace on a chain I think that's a valid combo I think I've seen ninjas do that okay alright it's weird weird weaponry there you, I think. you get the leftovers yeah <laughs> So we catch up with Scarlet. She's like trying to make her way, her escape out of this base, right? So she's like lurking around corners. We see two Koa guards carrying that jetpack thing that Storm Shadow showed up in. Yeah. Which is funny. Like they have to like carry it and bring it to like the storage unit or something. Like it's a gigantic two guys thing. Have, like two guys have to carry it one on each side and just like. We have to do like the grunt work of Cobra. Scarlet catches them using that chain that she was uh, chained up in. She wraps each end of this chain around each of their necks and strangles them out in one swoop. She then steals the jetpack thing, right? Yeah. And she flies out of there. She's still indoors of the base, but she put it on and is like flying now inside the base. She's that skilled. Snake Eyes is now at the top of the prison dome and he's looking inside and it's like, oh, she's gone. Like, this is where I thought she was. And watching him now are the three ninjas, the red suit ninjas. One of them from above, this katana ninja, goes swooping in trying to decapitate Snake Eyes. But Snake Eyes has got eyes on the back of his head and knew it was coming. He ducks down, grabs the dome lid, and uses it to bonk the ninja in the head. At the top of the stairway where he's trying to escape, we see the other red ninja with, like, the sides. And he's, like, doing, like, the whole, like, spinning them around. Like, look at me. I'm cool. Tricks. I'm going to beat you. I'm better than you. Yeah. And he's like, nothing can stop me. Uh, and then Snake Eyes <laughs> just throws a grenade at him. <laughs> I was actually laughing at this point. Like, it's kind of funny. <laughs> And that guy just like blown to bits. Turns into smoke, just like a little fire there. Um, But as Snake Eyes tries to go up the top of the stairs, just past this doorway, there's the last Red Ninja and Storm Shadow just waiting for him either end of the door. Now, the last Red Ninja is the one I was like curious about. It's the guy with like the sickle blade, like it's a half circle blade, right? And the mace ball on a chain. And he's spinning it. And as Snake Eyes walks through the doorway, he tries to hit him with that ball chain. And Snake Eyes just catches it with his fist. Like that would like destroy your hand if you just caught that. That too. And also, wouldn't you hear him shaking the chain from the other side? (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know about that. But Snake Eyes is now like, 
like fighting both of them, right? Uh, but he's using kind of like the Red Ninja as like a shield. As Storm Shadow tries to go from behind with his own katana. He even does like this uh, jumping like stomp. Like he literally stomps on Storm Shadow's face and like uses that as like a platform to flip out of there. And he runs out of the room and flying next to him now is Scarlet. And now like the roles are reversed. Scarlet's there to save Snake Eyes. Oh, awesome. Okay. Um, so they can make their merry way out of there, but Snake Eyes does not notice Storm Shadow just reaching the top of the tower and ready to take him out from behind. He does that thing where like he holds the his katana like a spear almost, and he throws it like a spear straight at Snake Eyes. Scarlet notices this and jumps in front of the sword, swooping down right in front of Snake Eyes. The sword is going to stab her. like It's headed straight for her chest. But Snake Eyes from behind Scarlet... <laughs> Does the ninja thing where you catch a blade by like clapping your hands? Yeah. <laughs> when I saw this, I was like, that's so like 80s. <laughs> It's totally G.I. Joe. He catches the blade right before it stabs Scarlet, like, in between his palms, and then he just, like, flings it out into the sky as Scarlet, like, turns on the jetpack again, and then they fly off together. And there's a big reveal at the end of the issue that I thought was really cool. So, uh, we can now see in both Storm Shadow and Snake Eye's wrist, their uniforms are ripped a bit, and it reveals they have matching tattoos. These red line marks are exactly the same. Yeah, and we'll learn this later, but it's because they're from the same ninja clan what yeah so that's a silent interlude uh 30th anniversary issue if you pick this up there's like more artwork into it at the end uh like all of larry hama's like sketches and and uh layouts for the book uh i think it's really interesting to have a book with no words i thought it was like a big risk like to do a whole comic book without uh words i think it's pretty creative i did a little bit of research on why it went down uh do you know why okay. why they did it? I, I honestly just assumed it's because Snake Eyes doesn't talk, but is there more to it? Actually, behind the scenes, they lost the actual issue it was supposed to be, and they only had three weeks to make an issue. <laughs> and uh, Larry Humble's like, okay, I gotta draw in right at the same time. I'm just gonna do an issue where they don't say any words. And it also <laughs> saves time on the inker. They don't have to have an inker because there's not someone writing the words out. Ah, uh, yeah, that makes a sense. A whole week off there. Um, so that's the backstory of why it went down. It's actually a classic issue. Like people actually know about this issue. Yeah, if I, 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 I bet it's expensive. But if I could find one, I would like to pick up uh, a copy of this silent issue. I gotta say, this was not that bad. I had low expectations for GI Joe just because, maybe because of the movies. But uh-huh. the way the story broke down, it's pretty good, pretty well done considering there's no words yeah i think the fact that there's no words doesn't mean there's no story this there's definitely story in it there's deep uh like details and like you can almost just like Im- more easily imagine what characters are thinking and planning because there's no words in the way there's impressions of there you kind of build the story out in yourself like what they're saying yeah just actions um yeah and they're kind of just literally showing you and not telling you so that's actually good storytelling right yeah so uh other publishers have tried to do this like marvel in itself did it again i think in like the early 2000s where they had like a run of issues where there's no words and i think it was i think it was called enough said oh enough said or something like that where they try to do like some i think that this is called like silent comics so they try to do silent comics and uh i think this is still like the best one because it's it's such a novelty i think yeah it's a novel thing i could believe that it's just something new Uh, i can imagine being a kid that's being a gi joe fan already like this has got to blow your mind like they did a whole issue with no words yeah Uh, it's almost like you're reading a comic that's like not finished or something have you ever seen any of the tv show or any anything gi joe before the original cartoon yeah yeah i've, I've seen some is it any good or is it really just it's ridiculous super campy it, it, it's very 80s camp cartoon like good guys are always gonna win the bad guys are always gonna like do something stupid to make them lose the voice acting is hilarious shoddy yeah and what I remember the most about the cartoon is the little like public advisory things that they would do PSAs right right before the commercials where it was like knowing is half the battle and like I think that G.I. Joe taught me how to tread water (laughs) how to swim I got to swim just like how to not drown wow okay that was a big thing I just remember seeing that like because there was a kid that was like scared he was going to drown so the G.I. Joe showed up and he was like just move your legs in a figure eight motion and, and flip your arms back and forth and it's like I'm treading water what? I know how to do it wow okay sounds like a whole like educational thing okay gotcha well I, yeah. well, I know 
about it is like the names of the characters get ridiculous, right? Yes, yes. This worse than Transformers. If you're all humor me, can I just I wrote down a few? Can I just okay. say Roadblock, Lady Jane, yeah. Duke, Hawk, Jinx, Covergirl, Dr. Mindbender, Ripcord, <laughs> Beach, yeah. Major Blood, Gung Ho, Chuckles, yes. <laughs> Snow Job, Barbecue. Wait, what? Barbecue. That's really yeah. dial okay, tone. I thought you were- <laughs> These are real. That's it. Look, I didn't say it was great cartoon or anything. It's it's no Beast Wars. No Beast Wars. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> They're rebooting He Man, I should say, and uh, maybe they'll do a good TV show of this. I could see that if the if the moves a hit, why not? Uh, yeah, I mean the original J. Joe movies that came out whatever fifteen years ago. Yeah, they just did not seem like J. Joe to me. Like they did not know what J. Joe was when they were making that movie, so that's why it felt it was bad. Um, but this Snake Eyes, I think they're getting an idea. They have a better idea of what J. Joe is, and I think like those first movies were getting inspiration from the cartoon, which that's not right. You shouldn't do that because it's a cartoon and you're trying to make a movie it's not going to translate whereas this new movie Snake Eyes I think is might be taking inspiration from the comic books where oh. that will translate better because they're more serious I guess I think the big thing is they modernized it for the movies I don't think they should I think they should take it back in time and do something old I think yeah. that'd be kind of cool I don't think that's what this Snake Eyes movie is but it could be good too yeah well also ninjas you can't go wrong with ninjas ninjas are you kidding me <laughs> alright well that was Snake Eyes guys uh silent interlude uh want to get into side stories let's rock on so i had this thing for side stories that i wanted to do last week but i was like i'll wait for the very last part of it to be released it's a netflix limited series i guess on uh it's called fear street on netflix uh yeah i heard about this i really like it um it is an rl stein property you, you know him from like oh really yeah goosebumps you know that right mm-hmm. yeah the the paperback books i, I didn't really read those those kids too big of a wimp but this series fear street it's pretty good it's a uh, teen slasher movies it's like one movie and then there's like it's like a three movie trilogy right they just released one after the no- another um, okay, so it's three separate movies. It's three separate movies, but they're connected. It is like a trilogy. Um, and uh, okay, the, it comes into like a lot of serial killer tropes in the movies. Like it's like a uh, a group of teens are fighting off this serial killer in this town that somehow cannot die, right? And mm-hmm. it's a uh, it deals with like a lot of like tropes. Like there's like this the, the town itself has a bunch of serial killers in it in the past, like in this history. It's like the <laughs> the murder capital of the world, right? Like there's like okay. an axe murder in the past. It was like a creepy ice cream truck driver. Um, and these these group of teens find themselves being hunted down for some reason by this killer like it's in this like uh, uh, like a skull mask it's in, it takes place in the 1990s 94 the year I was born and it's like nostalgia stuff like the stranger things type of things with uh, the mall and uh, don't say 90s is nostalgia it makes me feel old. well you are because that, that was when I was born <laughs> uh, you know like Old internet, you know, the mall who goes there anymore. It's all this nostalgia, right? Uh, but I think the first one was really well done, really caught my eye. I thought like, okay, there's all these tropes in it. I, I see how this is all laying out. But I thought it was just well done. Like the acting was uh, nothing to snuff at. Like they're young kids. I was like, okay, you don't get the best actors out of younger people. But this is pretty good. And they're actually all connected. Like it, there's one in 1994. The second movie takes place in 1978 in a summer camp, and then the third movie takes place in 1666 in like a Salem witch trials type of story. So it's all connected. Huh. It's like told in reverse order in a way. And I was like, okay, how are the hell are these? I've seen in the trailers like different timelines. How are they times? How are they connected in a way? Um, I thought it was well done. Uh, maybe the last mm. one was like, I don't know. It was not as good as the other two, but they had to tie things up. So I give them that. Um, and when you're going into this other time, you know, things get falter because it has none of the feeling of the other twos when they're so close in time for the others. Kind of no-name actors throughout the whole thing. Just some of the Stranger Things kids in it too. Like Maya Hawk is in it. Oh, really? Just like a small little bit. And then the redhead girl in like the recent season. She's in the second movie. Mm. Uh, okay. So not too many uh, big-name actors in it, but I thought that worked for it because... 
they could probably get people that just knew how to do the role or whatever they you know i don't know so the real question yeah is it scary it's not really scary there are points that are gory i thought it was like well, i didn't know they're gonna go like this route because it seemed like it was a kind of a not as scary as the classic horror movies but there are points where it gets gory and i was happy to see that actually like oh mm. uh, made my guts turn <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I kind of like horror stuff nowadays. Like I said, Goosebumps was not my deal. I was too big of a wimp when I was a kid. Like it was like that. I stayed away from that. And do you even know what Benicula is? No. It was this. Uh, I think it was like a vampire rabbit, but it was like a horror what? paperback comic. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. I stayed away from the, that and Goosebumps. Like I'm not gonna touch it. It's too scary for me. Have you seen the most recent like Goosebumps movie with Jack Black? No. Where he he plays R.L. Stein? Yeah. No, I, I've never seen that. Is it? Was it, have you seen it? No, but I heard good things and I want to watch really? it. Really? Like, that's. I, I'm gonna watch that instead. <laughs> R.L. Maybe I'll check that out. He, Jack Black appears in these random kids movies that are kind of fun, like Fantastical, like that. Recently. All right. You know, uh, R.L. Stein actually did a comic book in the past. Oh, really? He did it was a, a horror comic book. It was a man thing comic book, and it, ah. it had like awful reviews. It was like pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> but this was a good thing. This was a pretty good uh, movie. Um, yeah, Fear are they Street. like full? Are they like full movies each? Like two hours each, or like? Yeah, I think so. It feels like an hour and a half. Like they're full movies, okay. and I wasn't sure. I don't know if to call them movies or like long episodes, but they all kind of fit in line, and one takes place after the other. I, mm-hmm. I liked how it just released one week after the other though that was perfect for me do you ever watch um cumberbatch's sherlock series yeah sure yeah they, they call those episodes but there's only like three episodes and they're like 90 minutes each so well the english do weird things with their shows right don't they yeah yeah their seasons they are like six episodes yeah <laughs> and then it's not called a season it's called a series a series yeah what's up with that yeah this is the first series and then they'll have like a random christmas special like what <laughs> Why? <laughs> they love Christmas specials over there. I know. So weird. All right. Well, that's Fear Street on Netflix, you said, right? Yeah. Pretty good property. I liked it. I thought I was not going to like it, but pretty good. I was watching something on Hulu now. Okay. What do you got? Switching over. Uh, I binged two seasons of the show called Rami. Oh, yeah. You told me to watch it. I, I loved it. Like, I finished two seasons pretty quick, and then I, like, rewatched some of my favorite episodes of those seasons because, like, it was so good. And uh, I didn't know anything about it. Uh, and then I had certain expectations about it, though, like yeah. what I thought it was going to be. And it's totally different than that. And it's I feel like it's this modern way of storytelling in sitcoms where it's similar to, like, a, like a Master of None or Louie where you expect these things to happen in a in a show but those things don't happen and it's like these other it goes another direction mm-hmm. and it still feels like a, sh- a cohesive story but they're just not doing the tropes of, of a sitcom they're not doing like these like guy wins at the end guy meets girl guy falls in love with girl kind of stuff right can I tell you something I watched mm-hmm. it too I watched both seasons it's good it's, right? it's really good yeah yeah you're it's right it's really good I think um I think it's a Golden Globe winner is it an Emmy well, maybe winner? It, maybe an Emmy winner. It's one of those, but like it, uh, whatever it won, it totally deserves it because it's very good. It is really good. Uh, like I say, it's like modernized. Yeah, it's a uh, maybe a culture that I'm not too familiar with too. And he digs into that a bit, right? Yeah. Um, you would think it's about because it's about this young like twenty something uh, American Egyptian guy that is Muslim, and you think it's just him about like trying to live in America and his parents bagging on him about to be a good Muslim. But instead, it's the other almost like the other way around he wants to be a good muslim but it's hard for him because he lives in new york (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that's true where he kind of that's unique about it how he wants to be so much of a muslim sometimes more than his parents in certain points Um, yeah there is still that divide of him being not an immigrant while his parents are right we've seen that other things and i thought it was also well done here um, and in some episodes, they focus on other characters, which were also pretty interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. I love that every now and then they'll just have an episode dedicated to like his mom or his dad or his sister. And then there's an episode dedicated to his uncle that was very good. Yeah. <laughs> but all in all, I give it like a 10 out of 10. This show is great. I can't wait for a third season. I think it's coming out uh, soon. I think it's in production now. So like, I wish I started watching this a while ago. But like, yeah, if you have Hulu, I'd highly recommend the show called Rami. Totally agree. Really good show. 
surprise for me too um but good recommendation on your part so you watched fear street i did not watch that we both watched rami have you seen the new space jam movie i have not actually i've not watched okay any space <laughs> jams recently I watched the Space Jam. Is it called Space Jam Legacy or Space Jam Two? I don't New know. New Legacy. It's, it's the one. It's the LeBron James Space Jam, right? Uh, it's not as good as the oh, original. Um, it's better. <laughs> I never thought I'd say this, but uh, Michael Jordan is a better actor. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, that's actually really hard to act at a cartoon, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I guess I am looking at it with like rose colored glasses. Like Space Jam came out when I was a kid and I was, loved it. Um, but this one just seems like it is both one long LeBron James commercial. Okay. And uh, one long Warner Brothers commercial. Uh, they take no, every opportunity they have to like promote another Warner Brothers property, they do it. And every time they talk about LeBron James, it's about how he's the best. Oh, gross. Really? <laughs> kind of, yeah. And the only thing like he's not good at is being a dad. <laughs> and oh, that's my. like the crutch. That's the crutch of the show because like he, he, his kids wish he was a better dad and uh, that's what leads them to basketball. Okay. <laughs> With the Looney Tunes. The kids are like, we just want you to be a better actor, dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's the same idea. They, they get the Looney Tunes and they play against uh, these monsters that are powered by real NBA players. But the way they do it is not as good as the original. Oh. Um, it feels like this movie just had that one plot and is like, we know what you want to see is like the silly basketball. So let's just get to it. Whereas the original Space Jam had like had like a real arc and like real scenes. Really? Okay. Like there's scenes where they got to get Michael Jordan's shoes. So the Looney Tunes come to Earth and get they try to sneak into the house and steal his shoes. Right? I remember that. There's scenes with like uh, Bill Murray at the golf course so and all good. this stuff, and Wayne Knight. Um, I don't know who that is. Uh, Newman. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, none of that other stuff that makes Space Jam so good is in this Space Jam. This Space Jam is just LeBron James the whole time, uh, and uh, the villain is played by Don Cheadle, famous and for his scene in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> his oh, Emmy-nominated Don Cheadle. <laughs> Um, and even, even Don Cheadle, who's a great actor, I think he knows what kind of movie this was, so he's just like hamming it up. Ugh, oh, that's a bummer. Which, which, yeah. Um, I will say, some of the Looney Tunes antics I laughed out loud because I'm a Looney Tunes fan and I haven't seen Looney Tunes in a long time. So the silly jokes that Bugs Buddy does, I'll laugh. Oh, okay. Out loud. That's what I was going to ask. I, that's, that's half of the equation, right? Yeah. So I guess that's okay, but it's not, it doesn't justify even making this movie. <laughs> <laughs> also like they're cg now like everything's brand new yeah is that a bummer that was a bummer um it was not always cg at first so yeah like i i like that and i was like oh this is really cool and then once it got to like oh we're leveling up and then everything turned cg i'm like i i honestly like because i was watching on my computer i kind of like opened up a web browser while that was going do on do something else okay <laughs> Um, that's a bummer yeah i can't recommend the next this space jam movie uh watch the other one also <laughs> the other one had um the original had a great soundtrack welcome to this space jam that one <laughs> i guess but like i believe i can fly and stuff like that oh that's from that okay yeah um this has none of that like there's nothing ah. memorable about the soundtrack there's there's zero r kelly okay <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's it's missing. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, if you have HBO Max, I guess watch it because it's already in there. <laughs> but... I mean, I, I, I'm not going to watch it again. Man, that's a bummer. I know that, like, LeBron James is supposedly more likable than Michael Jordan, right? Like, pe um, no. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It depends what you mean. Like, Michael Jordan was a jerk in basketball because all he cared about was winning. He didn't care about your feelings or anything or how hard you're hurt or whatever. Just go and win. Do it, yeah. And LeBron James is similar mentality, but, like, he does a lot of stuff outside of basketball. And, uh. I, I don't know. I don't want to sound like a jerk, but like they're basketball players, so Michael Jordan's better. Oh, wow. <laughs> At basketball? Okay. I mean, yes, but <laughs> even in, in, in movies. I think uh, maybe we should bring him back then. I think that's what we need. I think LeBron James needs to stick to rom-coms. Was he in a rom-com? He was in that Amy Schumer. Right. 
movie? Yeah. Stay in your lane, LeBron. <laughs> Amy Schumer movie specifically. Yeah. Looney Tunes only work with MJ. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Well, that's, that's all I have for side stories this week. Do you have anything else? No, that's it for me. I'm still going to watch it. I'm just curious for uh, okay. Space yeah. Jam. Well, yeah. Uh, all right. Let me know what you think. Maybe you'll love it. I don't know. I don't know about that. All right. All right. Uh, guys, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we really appreciate it. And we really appreciate if you could please leave us a review. Um, whether you listen to us on Google, Stitcher, or Spotify, uh, do us a favor and try to find our page on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review there. That truly helps us get our show onto more listeners. Absolutely. And um, thanks for joining us, guys. And before our next episode, maybe find us on all our social medias. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Let us know what you guys are thinking. All right. We'll see you next week again on Wednesday, where Daniel has this huge plan to celebrate our 150th episode. You won't want to miss it. It's up to him to really uh, reach your expectations. What? And uh, so we'll see what he comes up with. Says who? <laughs> want to hit him with the outro? If you like what we had to say by the book, pick it up and read your copy. See you later, guys. Peace. Error. Error.